0: This is Sequels, where we talk about the direct-to-video sequels of childhood classics, horror franchise installations, and those action films where they recast the lead actor to someone gentler on the budget. I'm Sarah Sorrentino, Associate Editor at Talk Film Society.
1: I'm Shaquille Lambert, Podcaster from OneOfUs.net.
2: And I'm Ale Gonzalez. I write over at FThisMovie.net.
0: So for this episode, we're going to do a film called... Oh my god, this is the longest title, guys. <laughs> <you get> ready. <sighs> this whole sentence is going to be long. I'll always know what you did last summer, which is the direct-to-video threequel to the 1997 film, I Know What You Did Last Summer, which was also followed by the 1998 film, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your natural progression.
0: Remind me, who made me watch this film again?
1: Okay,
2: listen, I don't recall that I chose this. I really think Shaq was like, hey, we should just do this. So
1: we're blaming Shaq. I think, yeah, it was kind of me. I was like, because you suggested last week that we should probably do a scary movie.
0: I suggested. (laughs) Scary movie used lightly.
1: Yeah, let's say a horror film in the category of horror. Uh And I was just thinking of like, you know, what can we do? And then that was one of the first things that came to mind of just like hey this is probably something that's really shitty but we can make fun of it anyway. So I was like hey why don't we just say do this and everyone was like all right. No one disputed it. So yeah. Oh
0: god. So when I went on Wikipedia to um <laughs> uh, actually find out what the title of this film was, <laughs> under see also it says list of films with a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: <laughs>
0: so Thanks, Shaq, for making me watch this. It was the worst thing I've ever had to watch for a podcast. (laughs) I hated it so much. Yeah, this
2: was... Okay, so I have, like, a very simple and straightforward uh, rating system, and so it goes better than the Straw Dogs remake, worse than the Straw Dogs remake. (laughs) This... Was way worse than the Spot Doctor remake. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh my god.
1: Listen, this is the moment that... Because at first I was like, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. Then I looked at the trailer and I was like, no. This is the type of bullshit we have this show for. Like, we need to remind the people that <laughs> such a piece of bullshit exists. And this is what it is.
2: Remind? I don't think anyone even knew that this was a thing.
0: Exactly. Okay, but guess how much money this movie made? $2? $20 million. Shut <laughs> is the DVD fuck sale? up. DVD sales? Horror films... Like, these random horror franchise films make so much because they're made for nothing. It's amazing.
2: Had they made $2, they still would have profited $1 (laughs) because it looks like they made this for $1.
1: Okay, so I have a funny thing about this that I read the other day. So, the guy who directed this is Sylvain White. I know! Better known... As the guy who did Stomp the Yard, and The Losers, and most recently, the shitty Slenderman movie.
0: I literally wrote this down. I was like, first of all, he gave us Stomp the Yard. What a person. What a man. And then he tried to hurt us with 2018 Slenderman. You know what I mean? He came after us.
1: Yeah, the thing that I read, though, was that apparently he was a last-minute replacement for the previous director, who I don't know who it was. But... Normally movies take about like 10 weeks to prepare on average. that's what, at least that's mm-hmm. what I read. He prepped this whole movie, had to recast everybody, prep all the locations. He did all that shit in two weeks. <laughs> so this is already a really shoddy production.
2: This legit feels like a college pro- like film project, but not a good one.
0: That's got, like, a D. This is, like, they weren't a film major. They were, like, in the, like, side program. They are
2: like, a sociology (laughs) major. (laughs) And they just needed a passing grade. But
0: they searched for, like, a pretty good guitar riff on, like, the non-copyrighted music. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty good, right? I'm going to place that into this podcast somewhere. I just don't know where yet. I was like, as soon as I the intro started, I was like, I'm going to find this guitar riff and it will be in the podcast.
2: That was probably the best part of the movie.
0: What I especially like about this movie is that we don't have to give any sort of synopsis or like go through the cast list because nobody actually wants to know more about this
1: film. <laughs> The only person that I like vaguely recognized was the blonde dude, Colby, played by David i'm gonna fuck this dude's name up petco or Petco? what was he in final destination 2 i haven't
0: seen a single final destination oh my gosh
1: they're actually pretty well three well two or three of them are pretty solid but he was the one in final destination 2 the people who remember who got the ladder in the eye because he slipped on fucking spaghetti <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's amazing i cannot stand this boy <laughs> in this gross. film Everyone's gross. I hate everybody in this film. I've never watched any of this. Like, I've never watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. I remember when it came out guys the extent of my like blindness to the horror franchise is is glaring you have no idea
1: again like i don't think you have to watch any of them you don't but at the same time something happens and i'm like you know what you kind of do and don't just to get like the full extent of like what the fuck was that
2: yeah but also like what the fuck was the whole movie so it like, <laughs> yeah. doesn't even matter
1: <laughs> Okay, so I, yeah, before watching this, I rewatched the first one because it was a long time since I'd seen it. And the first one is not, honestly, not that bad. It kind of works as like its own little kind of whodunit for like the Scream era. Plus, like all four of the people are not likable, but they're doing pretty solid performances because they're the biggest teen actors at the time. So, like, Sarah Michelle Geller, Ryan Phillippe, Freddie Prince Jr., and all them. And this one, everyone is just. Dear God, like the second line, as soon as that blonde dude, yeah, Colby, as soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh, oh, dear God.
0: I have some questions about the original film. Yes. After watching this, is the main, like, murderer still the hash-slinging slasher from Spongebob? I-
2: oh my god, Sarah, (laughs) I made that joke. I made that fucking joke. Did you write
0: that joke down and I just fucking stole it? Is that what happened? No, 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 listen.
2: I was talking to Rob Dean, neurotic monkey on Twitter, hello, shout out. So, I was like, oh my god, I can't take this seriously- because this is the Hashling Slasher <laughs> from SpongeBob. And then I looked it up and I was like, "Wait, he doesn't even have a hook.
0: It's a fucking spatula." <laughs> but I got the same vibes, same vibes. But yeah, maybe it's the inspiration for the hash hash slinging slasher. That is not an easy thing for me to say.
1: No,
2: it's really not.
1: Ringing, hash rigging, hash singing. Sling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this
2: podcast is quickly devolving. <laughs>
1: okay but my my whole my whole thing with this is that at least with the first one the whole like crime slash secret makes sense because in the first one it's like they're driving around ryan philby's drunk as shit spills a bottle over freddie prince jr he loses control and then he accidentally hits somebody and they're like oh shit we fucked up we can't do this we gotta fucking dump the body this one it's they do a prank but i don't know who the prank is intended for because i think it's for the like the town carnival but it looks like half of the people don't even give a shit about what's going on because like oh no there's a killer on the loose and everyone's just still just riding their rides and shit
0: okay i'm confused now i just had like a flashback i swear i've seen that scene where like they're driving and they hit someone and then now i just realize it's from scary movie they totally ripped that off in one of the scary movies
1: didn't they that's the point that the fucking shitty parody thing, but yes.
0: So I've seen the shitty parodies. I get the references. Yes, Exactly. I'm a mess. I gotta start from the top, guys.
1: With this <laughs> horror stuff. With this, it's like, it's their own dumbass fault that they got one of their friends killed. And they're like, oh no, the secret dies with us or whatever. It's like, you could just, like, not say anything. No one gives a shit.
0: If I have to give anything to this film, I don't think that was the worst plot device, especially with the cops being involved, because it was, like, their, what, son or whatever. Yeah. Honestly,
2: like, it was totally, it could, it had so much, actually didn't have any potential
0: but the (laughs) storyline was fine like it's fine it's fine it's fine i mean like yeah it was a little weird that they're like at a fourth of july fair or whatever and then all of a sudden like this guy just comes out it was weird and honestly probably the worst thing about this film is that fucking rock and roll editing
1: oh my god
0: like a goddamn you wouldn't steal a car ad (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes, I hated it yes. so much. That was what made me hate the film more than the cheesy lines, more than the worst writing I've ever seen. The flat, the constant flash cut.
2: You're totally right about the way that this movie looks, but also like, can we talk about what I was talking about in the group chat about how like this villain <laughs> doesn't make sense because it's supposed to be a fisherman, but they're in landlocked Colorado, and I'm pretty sure Colorado doesn't have like any major bodies of water inside of it
1: that's the thing like even even outside of just like horror movie conveniences and shit i know what you did last summer at least the first two operate within the realm of realism Because I don't know if we want to get into this right now with this fucking third act shit. But, yeah, the first two operate with realism. They're like, these are real people. Act by real world rules. Now, with this, they just go full on zombie shit. Because (laughs) when they reveal that, hey, the fisherman in the first two, it was like it was an actual person. It was like Ben Willis. And I think, according to Wikipedia, in this, it's the zombified corpse of Ben Willis who comes to attack these kids. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. Just horrendous. Horrendous. This was like a horror movie for the Lifetime channel because first of all, there was like no gore in this. I, there's a one scene towards the end where like the blonde girl's best friend or whatever, like she got stabbed but you don't like don't see. There's like no blood. There's like- The only hot one. Yeah. Yeah, the only hot one. I was very upset. And then we also talked about this in the group chat because I just couldn't wait. I almost threw in the towel <laughs> <laughs> when this bitch falls off the building and then a police officer just walks up to her body and he's like hello i'm gonna back up there's a dead girl here like verbatim that's what he says and super
1: chill he emerges from the shadow yes
0: yes It's Oh my god, this movie's tragic. I think it's kind of playing into the fact that they're trying to set up the police to be the ones that are the bad guy, though. I don't want to defend this film. <laughs> no. But you're making me defend this film.
2: No, I don't think this film is that smart. I think... No, true. I think that, like, that was, like, authentic. And that's really
0: sad. They're just like, this is how we're gonna set up the scene. You saunder in.
2: And then, just with the most aloof nature, call for backup...
0: I'm just exhausted by this film, guys. Like, I really want to talk about it, but y'all fucked me up, okay? I <laughs> was like, yeah, I can watch a horror film, I guess, and I was ready to sit down and watch this thing and go through it. And I, especially when we were talking about making this podcast, we said the good thing about these horror sequels and threequels is that you don't need to watch the original films to really get the plot because they're all over the place and they kind of just start afresh anyways. Right. Yeah. But this was probably the worst thing I've had to watch in... <laughs> I I hate that the only horror film I've watched all month of October is this movie so far. Because this doesn't count. (laughs) This is a fucking
2: commercial. This is an extended, elevated commercial. Yeah, but,
0: like, I don't have the tolerance for horror films. Like, I'm still, uh, like, you guys are acting like it wasn't even scary, but I actually do do get scared by jump scares. And there's so many jump scares.
1: Oh, there was a lot of bullshit with, oh, oh. The one when like the main girl's in her house, and he's just randomly blasts the stereo for literally no reason at like two eleven in the morning. That's how I live. <laughs> Speaking of like that girl's friend or whatever, that dream sequence (laughs) when she's dreaming about the killer attacking, and a lot of it just looks like the worst Nine Inch Nails music video you've ever seen in your life.
0: Um, excuse you. Listen, don't you ever,
1: (laughs) Shaq? Don't you ever? Don't take Nine Inch Nails' name and. I'm I'm not trying to be smirched. Listen, I'm not trying to be smirched the name of Nine Inch Nails, but this looks like someone who's who's who has like the barest idea of like what a video of theirs would look like, and goes, no.
2: No, this is like a fucking corn <laughs> music video. Not an Anna Chanel's music video.
1: What, at, at this point, it's still just, <laughs> yeah, just a shitty, shitty new metal video.
0: We don't have to argue which 90s band's video. Yes, yes.
2: <laughs> and also, like, there's this one scene, oh my god, I couldn't stop fucking laughing. It's, like, supposed to be a sex montage, except that it's not a montage, because, first of all, they're fully clothed. Second of all, it's not a montage, it's just, like, they change the angle (laughs) by which you see them making out, and then it, like, fades out
1: oh my god
2: do you guys know what i'm talking about because yeah why couldn't this film have sex what was holding it back because it was obviously made for the fucking lifetime channel <laughs> i was shook at that scene because there are ways where you can like insinuate sex but yeah. they were like fully clothed she didn't even get to the bra man i was so frustrated i was like oh
1: god this is only the beginning
0: like if you cannot tell from my tone i'm just so exhausted like if we don't watch another fucking disney movie after this i'm gonna like put myself <laughs> out
1: yeah we Kind of need to relieve with the Disney film, but also uh, at some point we need to go to an action movie, and thankfully we'll probably get something not as shit as this but also one other thing I want to mention was one of the characters in this movie the, like, speaking of like sex montage or whatever but that guy I think it was like Lance or whatever
2: <laughs> the bitch with the eyeliner oh my god they <laughs> all had like Backstreet Boy names
1: <laughs> so, yeah the guy with the eyeliner he okay the way I try to describe <laughs> him to people is remember that funnier die skit when Nick Kroll tried to join the Jersey Shore <laughs> and he called Bobby Bottle Service if you take that character
0: oh my god, like,
1: make him less of a Guido more of a Redneck, that's basically the main guy
0: he was like emo redneck it was interesting
1: wearing the most 2006 clothing i've ever seen in my life
0: <laughs> 2006 was a year guys like if it especially this like these outfits were very i forget that 2006 2006- Everyone's still dressed like it was the 90s. <laughs> the girls were wearing anything that Britney Spears would have wore in, like, 1998. Yeah. So much layering. The crop <laughs> tops, like the spaghetti strap crop tops. There's so much layering. They're almost back, y'all. They're almost back. Yikes. Yikes.
2: The puka shell necklaces. Yeah. The f- fucking gorilla glue spiky
0: hair like i'm cool with them having like unknowns in these films but everybody was just kind of goofy looking to me
1: there was
2: not a single attractive person in
1: this film it also helps that this movie looks like shit like visually <laughs> like the the color and all this looks like just like a piss filter and it's just so awful
0: okay let's all say something nice about this film okay Shaq. Say something nice.
1: The one nice thing I could say is that at least they went with practical effects instead of C G, but even then They couldn't afford C G. Exactly. So <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got.
0: Okay. Allie, say something nice. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just give me a second. Can we get back to me, please? Can you say something
0: nice? Okay. Okay,
2: um uh Oh I will say I did like <laughs> the feelings that the Ferris Wheel they were in gave me. It reminded me of other first wheels I've been on before.
0: Oh my God.
2: <laughs> That's my nice That was thing the to say. worst
0: scene for me. To be honest with you, I was so tempted to turn it off only because <laughs> I just hated the teenage quotation marks because everybody was 25 interactions. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you're bad in bed. <laughs> and everyone, everybody like laughing. And also, (laughs) I initially thought that Rocker Chick was going to be the final girl, and I was, like, really disappointed when I noticed that that was not going that way. I was like...
2: No, are you kidding? This... Okay, so, actually, I'm doing a project on Final Girl, so that's interesting, because you know how, like, the final... Well,
0: you're not, like, into horror, but... I am not. I have no idea what the Final Girl is like, (laughs) so please go ahead. So...
2: The final girl's supposed to be, like, it used to be that she used to be, like, virginal and pure. And obviously, she, this, this blonde girl's not virginal, but she's still, like, morally superior to all of them. Because she's the one that decided, like, we should go to the police immediately. But as, you know, time progressed, society progressed, so the final girl also progressed. And that's not, like, what they are anymore. Like, they can be sexually liberated and they can be, you know, like, themselves. But this movie, in 2006, takes that... And like, just reverts it back to like the old idea of the final girl being like morally superior to
0: everyone else. You know what I mean? Do you think that was because it was easier to like just <sighs> follow the original horror convention?
2: I actually don't think it's easier to follow that convention. I think it's easier to just not have any conventions. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I was, when I like, I did
0: pick that up and I was like, what
2: the shit is this? Like, this
0: would work better in 19. 19- 78. So I don't know shit about horror, but I do know a good amount about film noir. There's two types of female characters. There's the innocent, like, side character that is the ultimately the end love interest of the detective or the main male character. And she's, like, the good girl. And then you also have the femme fatale who is... Yes, he's sexually attracted to her, but she's also, like, the one who's gonna abuse that sexual power that she has.
2: Right, and, like, manipulate the situation.
0: Well, it's the exact same as the the original horror convention, that she is not going to make it because she is sexually liberated and she's gonna die. This is some bullshit. Yeah, it's some bullshit. But that same character develops into being able to handle some of her own, enough so that, like, she sometimes becomes the detective in her own right. Especially in neo-noir, the main female character is sometimes playing two roles.
2: Yeah, but this movie doesn't do anything. No, of course it doesn't. We're we're talking
0: way too seriously for this shitty film. Like, it doesn't even deserve
1: this discourse. That's what I'm saying. Like, again, comparing it with the first one, the first one actually had like a, it took an interesting approach to like how they address even like the characters and how their relationships kind of changed from that event. Because like a year after they ran over that guy, like their personal friendships have all completely dissolved. Their personal dreams have kind of all fucked up where they were all, like, all super hopeful after, like, going to college and shit, but when they come back, they clearly have, like, PTSD from the event, and it's affected all their relationships. This doesn't even attempt to give a shit. Because the first scene you see after, like, they do that whole secret, is them at a party, like, hey, you know uh you seeing that guy or whatever over the summer and so and so and so and so like the worst kind of shitty mtv teen drama as if like none of that shit ever happened It
0: like pseudo attempted to do what the first film did i would say i mean like her relationship with the shitty boyfriend falls apart and she stops talking to her rocker female friend you know what i mean so they tried to do like little touches of that but it's obvious that they didn't go to that Extent.
1: They don't have the ability. They don't
0: have the ability. They don't have. I mean, they they can't get into it. It's too shitty of a film.
1: They ain't got the range. (laughs)
0: They ain't got the. They especially do not have the acting (laughs) range.
1: also the 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 kills in this are i know we briefly touched on it but they're so toothless like there's little little brief shots of like yeah when they're using those practical effects like you mentioned but like there's nothing there's no real graphic bits aside from yeah the one girl's death but even then a hook is a really shitty murder weapon (laughs) i'm not gonna lie there's there's only so much you can do with it
0: it's a magic hook thank you very much it's actually a spatula. <laughs> <laughs> Can we try to say it again? Hash Has slinging, slinging slasher. slasher.
2: Hash slinging slasher. It's not that
0: difficult. It's not hard. <laughs> it is. It's really hard for me. Don't pick on my speech. <laughs> it's like
2: when Biggie says, sip champagne when we're thirsty. I can't say that.
1: Sip champagne when we thirsty. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, it's it's really hard. I'm not going
0: to try to say that. <laughs> as the whitest person on the podcast i'm not going to to quote biggie not today maybe later
1: and the way the way they defeat the fisherman demon whatever the fuck with his magic hook the fucking snowblower in summer in colorado but for some (laughs) reason they have a fucking snowblower chuck out and they literally she hooks him in the head and tosses him in there and all you just see is like the fucking jacket just flapping and spraying black blood it's like come the fuck on
0: i thought that was a beautiful scene
1: (laughs) you know what that's maybe the one good part
0: My favorite, I would say, like when we're talking about like horror scenes is he's almost always behind some sort of sheet or like with some sort of shadow like fucking peter pan Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
0: not a good movie guys yeah. what are we watching next like tell me so i get excited again
1: i feel like we should i feel like we should keep it a surprise for people
0: <laughs> there's
1: no point in keeping a surprise okay fuck it yeah you know you know just a, just a, as a palate cleanser we'll do simba's pride
0: simba's pride man we really need to watch simba's pride it's important <laughs> it's
2: such a good movie like We could barely get 25 minutes of this movie because it's so bad.
0: I'm not done yet, okay? I haven't even asked you who your favorite character is. I know no one has a fucking answer for it. I do. The fucking rocker chick, because she's hot, but that's it. Rocker chick. Oh, did I even say what my favorite scene was? We just fucking kept talking. You have a favorite scene? I have a favorite (laughs) scene, thank you very much. This movie changed my life. Nice. The only scene that I liked was uh, the rock band playing with the... Rocker chick. This is going to get me so much
2: shit, and I am fucking prepared. At me. Okay, I'm ready. That reminded me of Green Room.
0: <laughs> <gasps> Dude! Wait! No, 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 no! I exactly had the same thought, but not at that scene. As soon as um, Final Girl and the guy are, like, running out and, like, decided to fight back, I was like, what is this, like, proto-Green Room?
2: Yeah! Exactly. I had the same fucking thought. I was like, okay, alright.
0: I was kind of okay with it. Like, I was like, this is not a bad idea, and then, hey, that's a movie I've seen that's kind of like a horror film, right,
1: guys? It is. I want to say it's a full-on horror
0: I'm
2: not even going to tip my fucking toes in this conversation, (laughs) because I don't want to get attacked, but...
0: You don't have to agree. I'm okay with whatever it is, whatever Green Room is. It took my friends a lot of convincing to sit me down and watch it, and I'm very happy I saw it. Not because I thought it would be bad, just because I was terrified. It's really great, and, you know. Oh, yes, yes. So you scare easily? I know, I don't come off as somebody that, like... You come off as the person who laughs
2: at other people for (laughs) scaring easily. Yeah.
0: No, I really just don't, um, I don't go out of my way to watch horror films. And I've tried to change it more recently. I watched some older horror films. I live with some horror fans, so I sat down and I watched Cursed, the werewolf movie with Richie.
1: Not great. It's
0: not great. No, but I I watched it. And I watched Jamie Lee Curtis is in a film where they go on a train and people get killed, what's that one called?
1: Oh, shit. Um, um, um. Allie? I'm looking
0: it up. I'm looking it up. Oh my god. (laughs) Teen train death.
1: Jamie Lee Curtis on the train. Party
0: train. (laughs) Teen
1: train.
0: Death death by train
1: (laughs) what a title teen train death party oh found it terror train yes i watched terror Terror train Train. yeah
2: oh no i've never seen that
0: oh and i watched psycho cop five or something like that
1: (laughs) not even four three two or one (laughs)
0: no that's the one i watched yeah so i'm doing my best guys i'm trying to keep up with the kids Okay. It's hard. It's hard to be spooky in October when you don't watch horror films. I'm doing my best.
1: And also, doesn't help that you watch, like, one of the worst you've ever seen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep on watching bad horror films. I haven't watched any good ones. Oh, God, this is... <sighs> well... We're sorry for
2: that. Also, um, to our listeners...
1: I think you, know, you know what? You don't know. No, no. I'm not sorry. Because, you know why? Because we're talking about the world of direct-to-video sequels. We're going to get some good ones, and we're going to get some absolute dog <laughs> shit. And I feel like we talked too yeah, many... this
2: was really unjustifiable. This was like... I could have directed something better on, like, a $30 budget. I shit you not.
1: That's the point. We're talking the good, we gotta go to the real, real bad
0: shit. (laughs) Well,
2: I'm not recommending this fucking movie to any of our listeners,
0: so... Please never watch this. Don't watch... Listen to this podcast, (laughs) take it as you will, and never watch this film. Shaq, had you watched this film before recommending
1: it to us? No. (laughs) No.
0: <laughs> how did you even come up with this
1: because it was like one of those ones that i remember seeing at like the video store that I was like oh this is probably some bullshit and then as i was like looking through like the list of like directed video sequels like thinking oh what what would be good show material i was like oh this one this one looks terrible i even watched the trailer i was like, oh this no this is super dog shit we need to do this
0: (laughs) you went to the list of (laughs) the list of films with a zero percent on rotten tomatoes and you just picked one that's what you did no
1: i didn't even know that was there
0: (laughs) nobody go onto that list i'm
1: proud that it is (laughs) because it is highly deserving of that
0: i hate that a man made this film and then got was allowed to make more films after this (laughs) that's the problem with society
1: he, no he should just never touch a horror movie ever again because clearly he can't do it for shit
0: they let him make that is it step it up or is it stop, stop the yard the yard.
1: Which one, the one where, they let him make stop the yard like directly after this the one where fucking chris brown gets murdered like shit and it's great oh that's
0: amazing
2: now
1: i have to watch it <laughs> dude he dies in like the first 10 minutes
0: good there's a direct video sequel to to those right like can we watch that next
1: yes actually yes there is stop the art homecoming
0: i will watch that in a heartbeat oh jesus that sounds pretty fun i'm putting it on the list (laughs) (laughs) okay that being said i don't think we could talk about this film any longer it doesn't deserve more than a half hour of our time no or your time listeners any last words (laughs) i'm sorry i'm
1: just giggling like an idiot this whole episode how
0: dare you giggle
1: fuck this movie
0: (laughs) never fucking watch this movie you guys don't watch this movie we did this for you okay as usual, thank you for being so supportive everybody. We're actually doing fairly well, which is funny, for a podcast about terrible movies.
1: To be fair, we're talking about like an unsung an unsung hero in the in the, the film world, the fucking director video sequel. No one talks about it enough. What, this one? No one should ever talk about this one. No, people everyone. This should be in the Criterion collection. Oh my <laughs> as god. An example of what not to do oh in a film. My god.
0: The same guy so- who gave Casper Meets Wendy a one star. Oh, I give this a half star.
2: The sh- First of all, can we also just inform the listeners that this, we should have fucking known, because this shit has a hundred reviews on Letterboxd, and it has a 1.5, <laughs> which is the lowest rating I have ever seen.
0: I didn't look it up. I trusted you guys. <laughs> Shaq was so excited. He's like, yeah, we're doing this next. And I was like, cool. Sure thing. It must be like a hidden gem. <laughs> I shouldn't have trusted him. What would the
2: criterion
0: cover for this movie be? (laughs) Just. The hash
2: sling slash. Just a fucking. For any of our artistically inclined listeners, if you can conjure up, like, a little graphic image of what this Criterion
1: cover would look like. Please do. Please add us.
2: (laughs) It would be so great. Like, I will send you a little, like, care package or something. Just, I want to see what people
0: can come up with.
1: I will give you my, like, eternal love and affection for that. That's probably worth about, like, 36 cents. But, like, come on, please.
0: I don't want this film to get any more press. I don't want to talk about this film ever again. Okay. Okay. I, I believe that is it. Now you guys have told me you would like to do plugs, so please do your plugs. Shaq.
1: Anyway, follow me on all my social medias. Shaq Excellence. That's S H A K Excellence. Also, go listen to my shit over on one of us.net. I got Screener Squad, which is like VOD reviews and like smaller releases. And occasionally the Eye of the Prize podcast where we talk about like award show stuff.
2: Allie. Okay, hi, it's me. Um you can find me at <laughs> sick underscore... Well, two underscores six six. I need to change that because that never comes across well on podcasts. And also, um, <laughs> you can find my writing at thismovie.com. I podcast on there occasionally as well, and also at Daily Grand
0: I have another podcast called We Forgive You, which is also on Talk Film Society.
2: And always remember we'll always know what you did last summer.